You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 111. Since then, it has just been a roller coaster and a whirlwind in, in every sense of a good way, though. It's been nothing but positivity. The relationships I've built with people, you know, what they've done for me, it seems too good to be true until you're actually living in it. And then all you want to do is just more and more and more. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc., the number one wholesaling podcast in the nation. My name is Cody Hoffheim. I'll be your host today. And I am super excited about our guest today. For those that are just joining us for maybe the first time or just new to wholesaling, wholesaling is simply the art of finding deeply discounted properties. And so this podcast is 100% dedicated to drop nothing but gold nuggets, things that you can take action on. And so today, pull out a pen, pull out a piece of paper, unless you're driving, of course. But if you're out there and you are wanting to uh, take massive action and get into wholesaling, we are going to deliver gold nuggets today on this podcast. And so that is our goal to each one of you out there listening today. Get ready. But the big part about this is you've got to take action. You've got to get uncomfortable and uh, learn something. Take something away from this podcast today. Go implement it. And you're going to be so much further ahead. And you'll be a lot further ahead than the person that's taking no action at all. So today we have one of our tribe members. His name is Lee Taylor. Uh, Married, two kids, lives in Georgia. And he's been wholesaling since about February of 2017. So uh, not even a year yet. So he's in his first year of wholesaling, but really just got active in it about four or five months ago. And just two weeks ago, which I'm super excited about for you, just went full-time real estate, was able to walk away from his nine to five, 40-hour week job. And now he is in full-time real estate mode. And so let's bring on Mr. Lee Taylor. Lee, how you doing, my friend? Cody, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's such an honor to have you on the show today. We're excited and uh, let's deep dive. Let's deliver some gold nuggets. Let's help this great nation that we live in know that they can do this. It's not just Lee. It's not just Cody. It's not just Tom. And it's not just all the people that have been on the podcast. But truly what we want to do here, Lee, is let's inspire these guys. Let's get them going. Let them know how they can do it, how they can get involved in wholesaling. Absolutely. Okay, my man. Well, fill in the gaps. Tell us a little bit about you and tell us uh, what got you really into into wholesaling. Yeah, sure sure thing. So, you know, really what got me into wholesaling is probably a path that a lot of people take. You know, I had a friend who was uh, who is still is an investor and a Facebook post is what what sparked my interest. You know, he was posting about how many rentals he was going to acquire in the next few months. And it just didn't make sense to me. It didn't seem real. I was so used to the corporate America of going in and and trading my time for some type of income. And it it was foreign. So I reached out to him and he was gracious with his time. And we talked and talked and talked. and, And he helped me understand a little bit. And I asked him, I said, where do I start? So he suggested a couple books and I got a hold of those and started just educating myself and became more and more familiar with real estate. And uh, that led me into my acquisition of my first rental. I bought a triplex uh, two years, well, a year ago now, 
And uh, that was my plan. I was going to buy a bunch of rentals. I was going to make a lot of money and I was going to retire off of that. And then, you know, that didn't really, I didn't settle for that. I was still hungry. I wanted more. I have a wife and two kids and I want to, I want to do more for them. I want to spend more time with them. So it became less about the money and more about the lifestyle that I wanted to create an engineer and the path that I wanted to take with my own life. So I looked at, uh, well, I'm out of capital. I want to get more rentals. How do I do that? And the next logical response for me was to go to flipping. So I looked at, at that. I looked at the uh, the market and I started analyzing deals and went down that that path and realized quickly that I needed more capital for flipping than I did a lot of times to get into a rental. So then, you know, I was listening to Bigger Pockets. I was very active in the investor community there. And I came across Tom's podcast that he did. And that was eye-opening for me because I had heard of wholesaling, but I really didn't truly understand how it worked and the power that it, it would it could provide to an investor. So I dug in a little bit deeper. Well, and, such a powerful yeah. episode. I remember this. Like, I'm, I'm glad you bring it up Bigger Pockets episode because <laughs> so many people have said, man, we watched this episode where Tom was interviewed and he just dropped value bomb after value bomb. And that's where he shared uh, the different list, right, to market to. Yes. I mean, that 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 is, if you haven't heard it, I, I recommend absolutely going out and finding it. It's very easy to get a hold of. And the content there and just Tom's energy, you, you'll get a sense <laughs> of what it's truly like to be a part of this this unique group. And that's what's really special to me. And I want to definitely talk about that today is uh, what the tribe has provided for me. And it's a lot more than than just real estate and, and financial results. I got a hold of Tom and I had an epiphany that all these things I'm trying to accomplish with real estate, you know, there's one common denominator. And those of us that have been doing it, we understand it all too well. And that's finding a good deal. And finding a, a good deal means finding something at a discount, finding something that has value built in when you purchase it. That, that's where it all starts. So, you know, naturally I was drawn to wholesaling and wholesaling Inc. and Tom and Cody and, and this program. And I sat on the fence for months. I was really hesitant, didn't really, you know, necessarily have the funds to to get involved and and just wasn't sure if it was right for me. And, well, Lee, uh, let's talk about this more. What were some of those feelings you were going through? As you you say you you didn't know if the funds were there and you're kind of on the fence. What was really holding you up? What was that hold back? Yeah, so the 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 challenge for me, and it's kind of funny in the intro, you mentioned about uh, working, you know, nine to five, 40 hours a week, which was, that would have been glorious. It was more of anywhere from <laughs> 4 a.m. to 9 p.m. up oh. to four, 14, 16 hours a day, including some time on weekends. So I had a very demanding job, very, very rewarding job, very thankful for uh, the opportunity that I had, but it didn't offer what I needed to be successful in, 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 you know, being active in real estate. So sure. I struggled with that for a long time. I also struggled with justifying that, you know, Hey, I could go out and get all this information on my own. I could, I could figure this out. I'm a fairly smart guy. I can go on YouTube. I have bigger pockets, you know, I have other investors. I could easily learn how to wholesale on my own, but it came down to me was the opportunity cost. How long is it going to take me? You know, how much money am I going to lose? How much revenue am I going to give up? by not being efficient, by not, you know, expediting that learning curve, by not networking with the right people and putting myself in the right position to succeed. It was a lot more than just that cost. It was, what does that cost allow me to do? You know, what, what's my return on investment going to be? Just like everything else we analyze. Well, Lee, you're saying some key things here that I, that I'm so glad you brought up. Some of the things that I, that I'm writing down right now, as you say, there is such a, there is such a cost that I would be willing to pay now that I've been around such an incredible group. But that's in anything. I'm not saying just in wholesaling. There's there's power in if you're a religious person, you're going to church. There's power in 
not just reading the scriptures at home by yourself, but there's power in meeting as a group and, and benefiting from everyone. I mean, there's, there's, you can't put a price when you're in the right group and you're in the right company and you're surrounded by people that are doing it, that are crushing it, that a lot of these individuals at the beginning, I mean, here you are doing deals, but these individuals were people that you could look up to and say, hey, that's the destination I want to be at in the future. And so I'm so glad you're bringing this up because it's not just about the instruction that can take the learning curve down. It's not just about mentorship that helps you stay accountable. It's truly that group, the the tribe or or the community and whatever you're trying to uh, whatever you're trying to pursue in life, man, you just can't put a number. You can't put a price to that. that that's been what's most important to me is, you know, I come from a, a, a challenged background, you know, very just lower class, but good people. And I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And my whole life has been a constant journey and evolution of not only myself, but just my knowledge, my experiences and always striving just to take every piece that this wonderful world has in it. And the group that we are involved with, the individuals in the tribe and those that, that lead it with you and, and Tom and Brett and everybody else. I mean, you can't find you can't find a better group of individuals, in my opinion, at least in my experience, that are genuine across the board, share the same mindset, same philosophy that go-giver mentality. I mean, when when you when I joined this group, I didn't realize it was like joining a family. It was it was getting into essentially a mastermind. You know what I've gotten from everyone and people. And so, what did it to me? What what got me into the program? What made me say, hey, you know what? This is worth everything. Is the uh, wholesaling summit we did in Salt Lake. Uh-huh. And when when that was announced, and I looked at that, I, I looked at my wife, and I remember telling her, I don't know how we're going to make this work but I'm going to this and I'm getting involved in this and this will be my future. And, you know, we, both of us were a little hesitant at first. We didn't really know what that was going to look like. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad to say that this, since then it has just been a roller coaster and a whirlwind in, in every sense of a good way though. It's been nothing but positivity. The relationships I've built with people, the time I've spent with them on the phone, you know, what they've done for me. It's, 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 it's something that, you, it seems too good to be true until you're actually living in it. And then all you want to do is just more and more and more. That's why I try to be active on, on Facebook and try to share positive posts and things that have helped me and things that I've felt that have benefited me because I know other people are, are ch- sharing the same struggles. You know, they have a spouse, they have a family, they have a job, they have all these other variables outside of just following the process. They need to deal with those internal demons, so to speak, and being able to, to just change your mindset, change your life. That's invaluable. I love it. I love it. Well, Lee, let's deep dive a deal. I love your mindset. I love who you are and who you are, who have you become? I mean, you've always been a great guy, but little by little, you've just increased of of just the character of who you are. And I I love that. And you have this abundant mindset. Let's deep dive a deal. Let's get your, your uh, first wholesale deal out of the way. And I will tell you now that you have one, is it not just like, holy smokes, it sets the fire. Yep. So let's, dive, let's deep, let's deep dive that. What did it look like? Let's go right from sure. the beginning. Yep. What kind of marketing channel did you use? What was that like? So I started off with straight postcards. The tribe has an amazing relationship with some great, some great groups and list source happens to be one of them. So, you know, following the instruction we have in the group, I was able to quickly master the ability to navigate, utilize list source to provide me with leads to be able to market. So I pulled unknown equity, high equity, and absentee owners for my area. 
And I mailed out over the course of, I think it was six weeks, I split my mailings up. It's anywhere from 2,000 to 4,000 mailers a week were going out. Okay. I use CallRail as my, my, my inbound call system. So that way when a lead calls my postcard, they'll go straight to voicemail, pre-recorded voicemail. They'll be able to, to listen to, to my voicemail, follow the instructions, provide me with the information I need to be able to better help them. What is that? Give a sample, like a sure. sample breakdown. You don't have to go verbatim, but what is a sample <laughs> breakdown of, uh, I mean, you can go verbatim if you know it, but what is a sample breakdown of what that voicemail sounds like? Yeah. So the postcard is a call to action. Call to action. It tells them, hey, I buy houses. This is my name. Here's the number. You know, it tells the benefits of, of working with me. And then, and then, you know, if they're inclined, they'll call the number or text. Uh, most people call. So they'll call and they'll get a voicemail. And they'll say something along the lines of like, hi, my name's Lee. I look to buy houses in the area. If you'd like to sell your house, please leave your name, number, and address of the property, and we'll get back to you shortly. Thanks. Have a great day. You know, it's very Perfect. simple. It's very succinct. It's, it's not this long, drawn out. You know, explaining to them step by step, and and I think Perfect. people like the simplicity of it, really. And my guess is everyone that calls is super motivated, and all of them are happy. <laughs> oh, you you, <laughs> you get some you get some interesting conversations. You get some very interesting voicemails. But you know, honestly, Cody, by and large, most people are okay with with calling and talking to you, and and they'll call back and say, "Hey, I'm not interested. Thanks." And that's awesome. And that's that's well and good. But you know, we're a service. We provide a service for the for the world. And yep. we, as with any other service, it's not for everybody. And our target market are those people that we can benefit and help. And if we can't help them, you know, that, then that's fine. That's fine with us. It's got to be a win-win. I love it. I love it. So marketing piece went out. Your phone starts ringing. How far into this mail cycle of six weeks did it be fine? Did you find this phone call? This one actually came in a little while after. It is probably about three or four weeks, I believe, from when the initial mail hit the post, hit the mailbox for the the client that we were dealing with. And then they followed up. They they lived out of state, so this this didn't actually come from the absentee owner mailing. And that's that's the great the great thing about pulling multiple lists is because you'll get different scenarios that you would think would be covered by another list, even though they're not. Uh-huh. So I pulled the absentee owner, owner list first, and that did not catch this lead. So this lead was actually captured in the uh, the uh, unknown equity. Okay. So the the owner lived out of state. And it was vacant and, you know, it had been a a rental prior and it's in a a very rental friendly area. So, you know, naturally talking to her, you know, she had motivation to sell. She she, she really just didn't want to deal with the headache anymore. Right. It it was costing her money sitting vacant. She knew it needed work since the tenants moved out. It needed quite a bit of work, actually. And she was paying taxes on it, possibly insurance. You know, she was having to maintain the property from another state and getting no benefit out of it whatsoever. So I was able to go over there, take a look at it without her having to do anything other than have somebody come in and lock it. She does have some family in the area. So that worked out well for the logistics of it. So she never had to leave her her normal life. She just had to answer a few phone calls. And I went and looked at the property, got some pictures, did an evaluation of it, made an offer. She countered, we negotiated a little bit and, you know, we're able to put it on their contract and then go from there. So here's a good thing. I like what you're talking about. This is an absentee owner, lives out of state, correct? That's correct. Okay. And so you're able to do this all over the phone. I think sometimes we think that we can't do this business if someone lives out of state. And this is a perfect example. And sometimes there is some benefit to be able to sit in front of face to face. It helps with that building that relationship and, and really knowing that you're a, a trustworthy person, an individual that you could do business with. 
but you were able to accomplish that on the phone. Is there any like specific things on this deal that would help our listeners that if you're doing a deal over the phone, these were some of the things that I thought went well. Yeah. Or did it just come together so quick? (laughs) I I, I don't, not to, not to brag or anything, but I have a lot of experience in sales and dealing with people. And, and, you know, one thing that Brent teaches and everybody in, in the tribe understands is it's all about relationships. It's all about, it's a people business. You can't, if you're not good with people, you know, that's, that's something you've got to figure out quickly or, or figure out how to solve that problem. Uh, being able just to talk to someone, you know, I just, actually, I was almost late for our call because I was sitting with an 85 year old lady who wants to do something with her house, but she's not sure what I sat with her for two hours. And I know going into it that I wasn't going to be able to help her directly in my business, the way I normally operate. But I also knew from talking to her that she didn't have any other options and she wasn't sure where to turn. So I was able to just listen to her and try to offer some suggestions to help her out in any way I could. And that mentality, that approach, you know, Melody in Memphis is is the queen of this too. It's if you just talk to people and you're genuine about it and you and you try to treat people like they're your family, hopefully that's a good thing, but uh, you try, <laughs> you try yeah. to be good to them. Yeah. If, if you're just good to them and you're honest and, and you listen to them and you solve the problem, you have to provide value. I mean, that's what it comes down to, Cody. There's nothing you can or can't do if you're not providing value. That's that's the number one thing. Because you can you, agree. You can mess it up all you want to, but if you're providing value and you're building a rapport and relationship with them and it's genuine, you know, you can stumble and you can be, you know, you can make mistakes and it's real, it's not going to get in the way of anything. I mean, sure, you might look back and go, wow, I was uh, so naive at the time, but that genuine, you know, wow, it's, you, you can't duplicate it. So that's why I'm encouraging anyone is just get good at talking to people, get good at being uncomfortable. That's the, that's the first thing is, you know, I never met this person. I have to ask them tough questions. I have to negotiate on price. You know, but um, if, if you're just very objective in what you're trying to accomplish and, and reasonable in your expectations and just ask them simple questions like, hey, how can I get access to the property? I know you're not here. You're not going to fly down and look at this. What can we do to make it work? I and, love and then it. Just, just listen. I love it. And this is so true. So listeners, please, please, please listen to this. This is gold nugget city going on right now. Lee is dropping value bombs left and right. And I really want you to pay attention to what he says is, Take time to just listen. And here's this 85-year-old lady that he can't even tr- help in, in the ways that he would normally be able to help someone. This isn't even going to work. But he still took time to help this individual. And I will tell you, if you will take time to serve, love, and help individuals, regardless if you are the option. I know that's so hard. We think we live this busy life that we just don't have time for it. If it's, if it doesn't make money, then, then we're just going to pass on it. And I will tell you, don't do that. Don't get caught up in the, in, in what the world would have you do and going out there and not care for people, regardless if you are the option or not, take the time to listen and love these individuals. And I promise you, because you took time to serve these individuals, even though you're not going to be the option, it comes back tenfold. I can promise you this time and time again, this reminds me of a, just a simple one just last year that we did of a guy named Scott that him and his girlfriend, they're in a home, is the girlfriend's home. They ultimately didn't uh, go with us. Two weeks later, I get a phone call from a gentleman that says, hey, Scott referred me to you. He said he really loved you guys. It didn't work out, but he said to give you guys a call. I'm looking to sell my home. And it ended up being one of the easiest appointments I've ever been on. But it was because regardless if I was the option or not, I still help Scott and his girlfriend know exactly what they should do, that even though I'm not the option, I'm still here to help you find the best option. So Lee, you just crushed it on how crucial it is 
to continue to, to serve people, love people and help people regardless if you're the option or not. And I can't help but laugh, Cody, because the conversation that at the end of the conversation basically went verbatim, kind of what just the, the experience that you referenced there. She asked me, what do I owe you? And I, I you don't, you don't owe me anything. You know, it, it's, this has been a pleasure. I appreciate the conversation. Anything I can do to help. And then she, you know, basically she was looking at, well, I'm, you know, if anybody needs to sell their house or is in a, in a predicament where they, they could, would want to sell their house, I, I guarantee you this lady is going to force feed me down their throat because she is, you know, she was so pleased and happy that I was just there to help in any way that I could. So you're exactly right. Is you never know when one interaction is going to turn into a referral of some kind. And those referrals are the strongest leads you'll get because people don't, they, they already trust you. They already know you. They feel like you're part of their family. Okay. I, and I, I agree with you hundred percent. So go, you've gone through this. You've talked to the person, you put the home under contract. Yep. What did that look like? How much did you put the home under contract for? <laughs> so I put the home under contract for a whopping $4,500. I oh. know for you guys, those of you in California, that doesn't other, happen in Utah. Areas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But the property was uh, it was less than a thousand square feet. It was a two bed, one bath that needed a lot of work. You know, it, but the great thing about it is it's the right property for somebody. And that's the way I look at things. Is sure I I wouldn't buy this or it doesn't work for me. But somebody can go in there, put ten thousand dollars of work into it, and it'll rent for six hundred dollars a month, and they'll be all in for a reasonable price. Okay, so when you did that, you put it under contract. I you did. send it out to your cash buyers like <laughs> clockwork. What did so, that look like? Did you have a lot of people interested? Do you have a lot of people want to go take a look at it? So my cash buyers list was not strong and still isn't on something. Oh, Lee. Exactly. You do not want to let me know this in front of public. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm shameless, Cody, and I'm transparent because if, if anyone can learn from the experiences and the mistakes that I've made, you know, that's my goal. Um, I can't go back and, and fix what I, I didn't accomplish, but I can tell you the importance of having a strong cash buyers list initially is is invaluable because it would have it would have allowed me to to improve my margins and make this process a lot easier. But that's okay. Sure. Sure. So what did that look like? How many people were interested sure. in it? Yeah. So I ended up actually finding a buyer on Facebook, one of the uh, one of the investing groups that I'm, I'm a member of. I posted a deal there, and I had a lot of interest in it. And one guy in particular seemed more interested than others, so he came out and took a look at it. I even tried doing an open inspection and advertised it. I couldn't get anybody to come out there. And I don't know if it was because of the property and the fact that it wasn't very glamorous and and it wasn't, (laughs) it just wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. But for this guy, it was a perfect, a perfect fit for what he was trying to accomplish. Yeah. So we scheduled a showing or an an appointment. I shouldn't, I should say he came out. Yep. And he came out and looked at it. We walked to the property and I talked him through kind of the things that I, I saw and then, you know, a lot of them take some pictures and take some notes. And he got back with me a day or two later with an offer. And uh, we were able to put it under contract for $7,000. $7,000. Please help me with my math. Is that 2500 bucks? Yeah, it was about 2000 after closing costs and things like that were factored in. They're, yeah, but but yeah, yep. Okay, you hold on. You know what's coming. This, this is tradition, <laughs> my man. That's right. Got a $2,000 after closing cost assignment. Yeah. My man, it doesn't matter big or small. I will tell you, Lee, your first wholesale deal will be a deal that you will always, always remember because I can promise you, and you probably have already felt this, so I'm probably preaching to the choir. <laughs> that one deal is all it took 
to now start this fire that you cannot put yes. out. And I'm assuming because of the result of that deal, you have other deals now in the pipeline that you can now cherry pick and wholesale and fix and flips. I know you do some of the fix and flip game as well. What does that look like? Yeah, so really the floodgates have opened. And and as you mentioned, uh, October 27th, I believe, was my last day at my, my W-2 job. And so awesome. since, since then, I have a deal closing tomorrow. That is a creative financing deal. I have a fix and flip that's on, in progress. I have another fix and flip from, from my marketing, my wholesale marketing that we're closing on probably next week. And then another deal that went under contract on Tuesday that we should hopefully close. Oh my goodness. So here you are, you, 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 you dropped the baggage of not the 40 hour week. I went way low on that, but a lot of hours a week, you dropped this baggage and now look what's happened to your business since then. You've been able to do so many more deals, put so many more deals under contract. And I love this because some people just simply assign it. And that's awesome. That's a lot of the, what, what people do. But because you know the fix and flip game, you're also able to cherry pick some of the best deals out there. But it still starts with the art of wholesaling, finding yep. those deeply discounted properties. And so I love it. It presents where you can do a lot of different exit strategies, but that's it right. all begins with finding a great deal. And that's the art of wholesaling. That's what I love about this game. And that's why I love that you're so involved in it. And now you have multiple deals under contract and it won't be long before you creating that lifestyle. Exactly what you said, creating that lifestyle that you truly want and live life on your terms. Yeah, it's it's the most powerful thing that we can accomplish, at least for those of us that, that think that's important. You know, some people, they would prefer to. To, to have that structure and, and, and that stability, so to speak. And um, that's just, you know, it wasn't for me. I'm much, I'm much happier now. I have a much better family life. You know, my, my relationship with my wife and my children is, is just getting better by the day. And uh, I'm, I can tell a difference in myself as well. And I'm just, I'm able to do things that make me happy by giving back, by helping other people, by serving. And, and it's very powerful. That is a good man right there. Lee, I appreciate your time on this. Before we get done though, we always have the tradition of helping our listeners. If you were to start all over again, what would you do differently? Or, or maybe what would be something that you would make sure you did the same again? Yeah, so I think the different is, uh, is, is the, the thing that sticks out the most. And that's really, you know, as we mentioned, I started, I joined the tribe in February. I didn't really start taking a lot of action until June, July. And even then, I, I didn't have a lot of traction until here recently. And I think a lot of that just came down to my own reservations and my own inability to to be humble about taking instruction and just taking that action and not warn, not, not overthinking things so much. So I wish I would have, you know, hit the ground running, taken the instruction that, that the tribe provided and not over, over analyzed everything. And, and then also built my buyers list. Uh, that's something that I'm still struggling with now, but I'm working through it and it's, it's an obstacle, but it's not a brick wall by no means. It's something that I am overcoming uh, but I know that I'm I'm losing. I'm not as efficient, as effective as I could be because I, I did not I didn't accomplish that first. So I wish I would have just followed the instruction better and and just got out of my own way. Like we always say, wholesaling is not complicated. The wholesaler is complicated. I 100 percent agree with you. I love it. But you're noticing these things and you're learning from it and you're taking massive action. That's the best part is when you do make a mistake, it's OK. It's not OK if you don't learn something. But that's it's right. okay because that's kind of like the tuition for future success. When you make a mistake or, or what people would call failure, that is simply tuition to a future success if you allow it to be. So absolutely. I absolutely love it. Now, Lee, what about 
a book. We always like to recommend a book. What is a book that you have loved over the last maybe 30 days, 60 days that you could recommend that would be helpful to uh, our listeners? If you're okay with it, Cody, I actually have a couple that I like to throw out please, because they, they touch on different things. And I think it starts with two books. The The Go-Giver is a great book, uh, really a mental paradigm shift of being able to look at life differently. Uh, that was that was very huge and powerful. And, and thank you, Brent Daniels, for that recommendation. Uh, also, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity, you know, thinking about life in a different, uh, with a different perspective, then that was huge too, that uh, we've you know, we started tithing from day one uh, once we, you know, got through that book, and and it has helped us tremendously in all aspects of our life by following the, the four spiritual laws that it covers. And then also, um, now that I'm getting into business full time, I'm actually working on Profit First, and such a good book. How yeah, to set because, up the bank accounts. That's right. You know, the one thing I learned about business a long time ago was making money is great. Keeping money is the real challenge. Anybody can make a lot of money, but keeping it and your and being able to access it and use it and not give it away, that's that's the true challenge. And profit first allows us as essentially business owners to be able to to set up a step-by-step -step plan to in increase your chances of success dramatically. Because most businesses fail because of, of cash flow and funding and, and, and financial reasons and not because they're not good at what they do. So that allows me to essentially set myself up for success and to make my job that much easier of running my business. So that, awesome. that's what I'm working through now and, and I'm about halfway through it and it's, it's going to be game changing for sure. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. I know there's a lot of listeners that this uh, story is going to help and you're going to speak their language. And maybe it's someone that's living that exact same lifestyle that you had to live for the last X amount of years. And so this is something that's game changing to a lot of people as they're listening. So I appreciate you taking uh, busy time that you could be working on your wholesaling business to get on this podcast to inspire other people out there, letting them know that they can do it. So thank you so much, Lee. Well, thank you, Cody, for the opportunity. It's always been a dream of mine, you know, ever since I joined the tribe to, to make it to this point. And if I could give one last piece of advice to everyone, it would be, to do the one thing to do the, the same that I did, you know, we've got our wholesaling summit coming up here in January and I don't know when this will air, but uh, hopefully prior to that, it will for you, sure. If you haven't signed up for that, if you, if you're not going, you need to go, it will be the best decision you've ever made. And, and I will, I will meet you personally, shake your hand and guarantee you at that event that this will change your life. And if it doesn't, then we're gonna have to talk about some other things that are going on because there's no reason there's no reason why this this won't just absolutely change everything about your life i agree thank you so much lee and listeners i couldn't agree more he's already talked about it but definitely go over to the whole it's the website it's wholesaling summit 2018.com where you can purchase your ticket to go to the january event it's in orlando and it's the 25th 26th and 27th and we are super excited for this event. So if you haven't seen it yet, get over there to that website. Again, it's wholesalingsummit2018.com where you can see the lineup of the speakers that will be out there. And literally the best of the best, the best in the industry are going to be up on that stage, deep diving wholesaling and what they're doing in their business to crush it. And so that you can have an early start and a good start to 2018, which is everyone's goal, everyone's dream is to start the year out strong. And so this is a great way to do that. And if it's something that you're not part of the tribe yet and you're thinking about it and you want our personal help to help you with your wholesaling business, go over to wholesalinginc.com. That's wholesalinginc.com. And you can play around on the website. We've got a lot of great testimonials from students nationwide that are just crushing it. 
We also have access, obviously, to our podcast there. But that's also an area where you can book a call, book a strategy call with our team. Get on the phone with us. And if we like what you have to say, we just might invite you to be part of the tribe so that you can go out there and crush it and build a massive wholesaling business. Until next time, thank you so much, Rhino Nation, and we'll see you on the next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.